0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Just go to ramp.com slash easy, ramp.com slash easy, com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Our friends at Entergy congratulate the hardworking men and women at Grand Gulf Nuclear Station. In addition to powering Mississippi homes and businesses with clean, low-cost energy, Grand Gulf plays an important role as an economic driver in our state. Thank you for strengthening our communities and congratulations on your record-setting production. The carbon-free energy from Grand Gulf will power a brighter future for generations to come. Entergy, we power life. Our guests join us, by the way, a, a boar's head pizza with a Corona Premier, Thumbs up. Our guests join us on the Corona premiere guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We welcome in Steve Robertson, Hale State Insider. 247 Sports on the Out of Bounds Show, Gene's page. Steve, we talked about this last year when Mississippi State won the national championship, and this is just how it works in the state, that that put more pressure on Bianco and um, his program. Now Bianco and, and the Ole Miss Rebels punch their ticket, puts more pressure on Limonis and his program. Do you agree with that?
0: I don't know if there could be any more pressure, though. On, uh, on Chris Simonis. I mean, after after the season you've had, I mean, you certainly, nothing motivates one school in the rivalry more than seeing the other one succeed. And I, I think, in many respects, as successful as Mike Bianco had been even prior to the season when Lamonis won one, I think people are like, okay, well, this is enough. And uh, to be honest with you, you know, I've I told you guys before, I have a lot of respect for that program at Old Miss and, and Mike Bianco. I think they do things the right way. And considering how embattled he was this year and so many people calling him for his job, I mean, there's a there's a part of it. I think you just absolutely have to respect it. You know, I mean, you, I think you have to feel good for Mike Bianco, but, uh, you know, Chris Simonis and these guys are, you know, working to kind of bring in some guys from the portal and turn this thing around quickly, and, and I don't think the Rebels did him any favor, you know, you know, by, by making this run at Omaha, but uh, a lot of expectations from the Mississippi State fan base to have this thing right back where it was.
1: All right. the uh, The ten million dollar question is: uh, How realistic is it that they can flip this roster with who they have returning, the freshmen that they're going to net out after the draft and the transfer portal? So that's a lot, right there. All right. So let's start with the transfer portal, and then we'll we'll work through with what they have now secured. How do you feel about the direction that Lamonis and his staff are going through the transfer portal, Steve?
0: Well, I, I would give this portal class a B-plus right now. Uh, I, I think you've got to go out and get a, a couple more difference makers, and, and mainly on on the pitching side. You know what I'm saying? I think the lineup's going to be solid. I mean, you pick up Imani Larry yesterday, who was absolutely outstanding at UNO, and, and – um, I think you feel good about him. He's a potential leadoff candidate, but uh, I think State, one of the more desperate things State needs is you gotta get a closer, and I believe they're very close to getting a closer. Uh, They're very close to adding a right-handed bullpen arm. I think State's gotta find a left-handed matchup guy to bullpen, I mean, it's like, you have some left-handed arms coming in with this class, but in those high leverage situations, you don't want to have to go to a freshman. I mean, there are some special ones out there at times that have done some really big things. I mean, you know, you look at what Hunter Elliott's done this year as a starter for Ole Miss. I mean, there are some guys that come in kind of mature beyond their years. But, you know, late in ball games, you've got to be able to match up. And I think that's one thing states really struggled to do last year, just one of the bullpen uh, woes. But you, you didn't consistently have that left-hander to come out of there in high-leverage situations that get you out of an inning. You know, we saw Cameron Teller hit the portal yesterday, but uh, I don't think, I don't know I don't know anybody expected him back. I had people that were like, hey, is this news? I was like, no, this is not news. I mean, I, I don't think there was any question that he was not going to be a part of this team uh, moving forward. Now he's officially in the portal. We wish him the best. But, you know, that was kind of the, the best that State had last year, you know, because Pico, I think, was just really more of a long relief guy. But State's got to go out there and find a veteran left-hander at some point to come out of that bullpen to kind of match up. I think that's one of the more desperate needs. And I think, you know, finding one more bat, probably an outfielder, and I think they're very, very close in that respect too. And so, yeah, can they flip this roster? They absolutely can. I think they're in the process of doing that. You've got a very, very highly recruited recruiting class coming in. And as you mentioned, some guys coming back. But, you know, the stopgap guys, the guys that kind of give you the ability to to be better qu- sooner are going to come from this portal.
1: Okay. Uh, what – Would Lamonis and them like for those guys to be in by, I guess, second term summer starts next week. Walk me through that. Are they trying to get those guys, some of these guys that you're referencing in by August? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some of those guys will be, um, you know, there's so many of these portal guys, you know, And a lot of those guys don't want to talk yet, not publicly. And I understand that, you know, because they're still fielding offers and things like that. And the situations are so fragile. And a lot of times coaches they're they're dealing with will tell them they don't want them putting offers out there. I mean, it's not like high school football, you know, where you have every time a kid gets an offer or gets a phone call from a a coach, they tweet it. You know, there's a graphic going out. It's a little different because these guys, in many respects, are making a business decision. And so I I think they're very careful of what they do. But... I know that many of the incoming signees will be on campus next week. Now that does not prevent them from being drafted. That's one thing that's a little different, you know, back in, you know, in the old days, cause you know, you and I are from the 1900s, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever <laughs> a guy would enroll for fall classes, well, it was over. Right. Right. So it's not like that buddy going in for the summer. And so, there will be some guys that show up on a college campus here in the next week or two for summer school that are still going to be drafted and sign a pro contract i know that you know state's got several of their um mlb prospect guys that uh, are going to be enrolling next week and so uh, that'll be awfully interesting to see how that thing plays out and i think maybe if you're mississippi state too you get the kids here and all of a sudden they're you know they're away from home they're on a college campus they're having fun they're making friends they're involved in workouts and, and maybe if you're a marginal guy that's got a decision to make, maybe you said, "You know what I'm already here, I'm gonna see this thing through. but uh, a lot to think about a lot of moving parts to this whole baseball recruiting thing right now.
1: Okay, so how many uh, guys do you, how many transfer portal guys do you expect to be enrolled next week?
0: I don't know if I could put a number on that. I do think that they'll probably sign between six and eight portal guys. Um, I think some of the guys maybe have already made a decision, you know, will probably make the move here. But, uh, yeah, I talked to Amani Larry yesterday, and this has all just been such a whirlwind for him. He's not exactly sure they're working through all that stuff right now. But, uh, you know, getting those guys in here for summer is really big. and I think just being on campus and being around the other guys and kind of getting this Bulldog career thing started is important. So, We'll, we'll work on that you know, here in the next uh, few days and try to get a number on that. But at this point, I just can't quantify how many of those guys will be here for summer school.
1: Now, did I get this right? You're talking about freshmen enrolling. Now, usually when you, right when you step foot on campus, you were done for two or three years, depending on your age. Uh, are, is this right now, since the draft isn't until July 17th, that some of these freshmen can enroll? But if they are drafted, they can still go MLB? Or is that not correct, Steve?
0: No, that's that's correct. Yeah, you, traditionally it's been if you enroll for fall class, you're done. Right? And so, yeah, okay. yeah. But this this is summer school, and the fact that the draft falls so late. And this is kind of an unusual year because, you know, like last year one of things that we talked about is, you know, Mississippi State's getting ready to play for a national championship, and then you had some guys down the roster that weren't on the travel team that were going into the portal, and everybody's like, what's going on? Well, the deadline was there. So now, okay, you know, the College World Series is now behind us. And the, the deadline to enter the transfer portal and be eligible to play next year is July the 1st. So we got that part of it fixed. And now we've got a late draft. You know, so usually, you know, the draft happens much earlier. So you've got more time to plan and and kind of bob and weave a little bit based on how things develop. And you know, now you've got, okay, we've got to get through how many guys are in the portal. Now we know who we can recruit officially. And now there's still the risk of those guys you know, getting drafted and going pro, you know, you and I have talked up there about what LSU has done. It's like, uh, I think there's some name recognition with that class and people are like, wow, look at that. I mean, and then you look at the numbers for Christian Little and Carter Young and I think you realize Vandy's probably glad they're gone. But that, like Jack Pineda is a good example from Baylor. You know, this is a guy we've, heard, we've been hearing he was going to go into the portal since probably April. He goes into portal, he goes to LSU. However, there are a lot of teams out there that appear to really like him. And so he could be a guy that Commits to LSU to go to the portal, out of the portal, and then gets drafted and then never sees campus. And so it's just another kind of layer to all of this. College coaches right now on the baseball side don't know who on their team is coming back, don't know who in their signing class is coming back, and don't know how many of these portal guys are really going to continue to play college baseball. So there's a lot left to figure out.
1: That's a lot to unpack.